In this episode of the Iron Starts Podcast, I've got Ryan and Cece in the studio. We've covered several kind of deep topics where we've gotten off into the weeds and maybe into uh, some detail for the last couple of episodes. And uh, we start this episode off kind of getting back to basics. Each of us share an embarrassing story, which kind of gets us right into the purpose for today's discussion. You're going to hear us talk about the things that we think people most overlook or maybe even overcomplicate in their own health and fitness programs. We give our own experiences and hopefully what this does is help you kind of get your arms around where you may be, re-examine things, and uh, get you down the right path. Speaking of right paths, if you're one of those people that's looking for a program to help you look better, feel better, and perform better, maybe go to rdftrainonline.com. When you get to rdftrainonline.com, there's a couple of things you can do there. You might try looking at our online membership. That's going to give you access to three of our exclusive programs, plus some exercise libraries and workout libraries to help augment and enhance the program that you may be doing now or the one you decide to choose in your RDF membership. So go to rdftrainonline.com. That's rdftrainonline.com. Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Here we are back in the studio again. Another podcast, the Iron Sights podcast. Was that what we're on? Yeah. It's a Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. Another exciting day in downtown San Jose. (sighs) Walked in today to the studio being burglarized yet. Yes. Yet again. Yes. And guess what? I was the first one in and unbeknownst to me, walking around like... No big deal. Mm. Somebody could have been in the bathroom ready to jump out at me with a knife or something. There we go. Well, at least uh, we pointed out, though, at least they stole some shirts. So now we know if we see any (laughs) good marketing. If uh, (laughs) anybody sees any of our tread on me. That's fucking pissed me off. They took the tread on me shirts. And the ironclad. And the ironclad shirts. I think that might have been what we had left of those, too. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. That's a yeah, we're we'll up to do another order on that. But yeah, so if you see anybody out there rocking around with the ironclad athlete shirts on, uh, that or a tread on me shirt that also has a meth pipe hanging out of their face, <laughs> um, go ahead and give me a call. Yes, I'll be right there. Yeah, communicate to Scott directly. Yeah, what a bummer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like she's just keep getting hit with the same stuff all the one after the other, and we're not the only ones. I you know I was telling or I sent Kayla and Cece a picture. So I had a meeting. I went around the corner actually to to, to visit with my boys over at the Mind Pump Media podcast. Mm-hmm. God, they're, they're busy dudes. And uh, got to sit down with them and, and chapter just a little bit. Just talk shop. Uh, awesome podcast those guys have uh, that have been a huge advocates of what we do down here as neighbors to them at Red Dot. And you know what we've done with our own podcast, like Adam and, um, and Sal have both been on the show. But the point of that is, is it's right around the corner, but I drove down because I was running a little bit but behind because <laughs> the police were here or the, the community service officer and no, you know, just drove a couple of blocks and there's a car with its window bashed out. Oh my. And I just, yeah, I just sat there and I went, man, God, what a, what a night. And I looked up and on the, like the balcony patio, there have a kind of a front balcony on this house. There's a, you know, just some lady up there, you know, at the, the, that the car was parked in front of her house which I assumed is her car. She's up there kind of diaping away in her laptop, probably just getting some morning work done or I don't know, social media done. I'm like, 
I should tell her because it's been raining here and stuff like that. And clearly nobody had been out there yet. So I stopped the truck and I go, hey, excuse me. She's like, yeah, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, is this your, your Honda down here? She's like, uh-huh. I go, I hate to tell you this, but it's been broken into. She's like, oh, great. Thank you. She didn't even know. Oh, I didn't. She, she didn't know, know yet. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I know. I just left my business down the street and mine have been broken into. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I go, me too. Hope you have a better day. And I just, just left. That's just kind of how the day got started today. Oh, it's awesome. like, it fucking sucks. Great. What a Thursday. <clears throat> yeah, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about today. What I did, what I, <laughs> one of the things that came up for me the other day, I was talking to another coach in a different industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he told me this really funny story about himself. It's just, he was having some, he just needed to get out a little humility. I think he was super embarrassed. And he's like, so what, like, dude, what's one of the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you as a coach? He just wanted to compare and contrast, make sure he wasn't feeling too shitty about himself, I think. And I was like, that's, this would be a great topic to cover on this show, just as coaches that have been doing it for as long as we've been doing it. Because when I do the math between... The three of us at this table, there's better than 50 years of experience uh, coaching and in the gyms sitting at the table today. I've seen a lot of stuff. Oh, I've seen a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to kind of rack my brain. And there's a couple of moments that stick out for me from my early days. Like one of the things I'm just embarrassed about the most is like if I could go back and apologize <laughs> to, the, to the clients that I had my first two, three years of Oh, training. I remember the purple hair stuff. Oh, God. There's <laughs> just so many things. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Purple hair? <laughs> Back in his day when yeah, he had purple I hair. Had, wait, dude. Scott had purple hair. Yeah. Are you it's serious? been a lot of colors. Oh. It's been a lot of colors. I have not seen one picture of any of this. I, well, okay. thank God back then we did not have freaking camera phones oh and not God. everything was being captured all the time on video and camera. My so mind is, is fucking blown right now. I can't. Yeah. So it was like, so to be clear, it wasn't all purple. Oh, okay. Oh, just a, just a little strip or a little stripe. <laughs> oh, God. So my hair, I, my hair was jet black and it had purple tips on it. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was jet black with purple tips. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, there was a, there, I had a period there. At one point it was platinum too. Like it was like I bleached the shit out of it. It was one, probably a full year like that back in the. Going for the instinct. This, this is like. Uh, fuck you, Ryan. No, it was. Uh, I feel like that was like early, late 90s or no, sorry. Yeah, it was like late 90s. It was like mid to late 90s. This is before you're a dad. On, way before I was a dad. Yeah, way before I was a dad. But uh, yeah, some embarrassing stuff. Uh, But I I had to kind of rack my brain a little bit about what was, um, you know, some of the things that had happened to me or I've seen along the way, like just mistakes that I've made or, you know, things I've stepped into unwantingly or unknowingly. But before I, before I give you my, one of my top, probably five stories, uh, Ryan, I'm going to, we're going to start with you, man. What's one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to you as a coach on the floor? Oh man. Man, we were just talking about this and I just have so many racking in my brain right now. I think there's just all these things that I've learned to tell someone to be careful of, of how many people when I first would use a medicine ball with them would just, I would just be like, oh, slam this medicine ball. I already know where this is going. And just fucking smack themselves in the face. Just... (laughs) <laughs> just, it just, I had someone I, I seriously thought broke their nose one time. So now in the class now, I'm like, all right, when you, and you know, that actually just reminded me, it's funny. Uh, Steven got to learn this hard lesson the other day, demoing in class, did a slam and he was, you know, the Dynamax ball, but did a slam right in the face, right. And then he just had to walk it off. Our like Steven? Was, our Steven <laughs> in class. Yeah. The other day, oh, sorry, all, it was a, that. 
<laughs> Sorry to Steve. Your face is still pretty. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but man, just so now those are, there's things like that. that I just know every time like, okay, this will bounce back up at you. Yeah. Be careful. Be prepared for that. Yeah. I try, I try to prep people the best I can. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Sometimes people just don't listen. They, they get done. What about you, Cece? I'm, my experiences are so vanilla. I'm so boring. Oh, really. well then bore us. But the, the one thing I could think of is I had this client and he was probably in his early 20s and he's the son of a, another client who's long-term. <laughs> I remember this. I was there. That's awesome. Um, this was the old studio. It was early in the morning. He'd come in, hungover. And I don't know we, what explosive hinging thing we were doing, but he was wearing boxers and he split his boxers Ooh. and his shorts. He was squatting. I oh, remember. is that what it was? Oh, oh was God, a, I don't yeah. even remember. It was a good old-fashioned barbell back. And we all heard it and we're like, what was that? Oh, it was like a loud, And then we like looked at him and he's like, oh. Oh yeah. yeah, it was like staring into the sun when I looked over there. It was like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, oh my yeah. god! Like it was. I mean, it wasn't uh, like a, you know, so not people like split their face. But no, dude, this was like, like a full up the. This is from like the waist the, through the crotch, yeah. like and and it all came flying out of like, there. Oh those squats god. have been working though. The squats I, were working. Yeah, for I guess. Them, I guess. I'm like, so who wears them. boxers to work out? Yeah. I get boxer briefs. I guess I used to wear boxers. I don't know. It's a good question. I would. I would never think of that. Like I'd. I no, you just don't do that. There's no, no there's no stretchy in there. There's yeah, no. I actually I've learned that lesson. Well, I would and think your gather. stuff would just hang. No, yeah, I would think gather. your stuff would just hang. Well, there's that too, depending yeah. on what you're there's doing. No support, that, yeah. that might not be a big deal if you're just going to the gym to get a pump on, but you know, I I personally wouldn't, but you know, I, I get that. Yeah. But the fact that he's wearing those underneath like a set of um like, like workout shorts yeah. and so the workout shorts like basketball shorts kind of yeah. like thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. That seems really uncomfortable. I wouldn't do that. I never even yeah. considered And that. so then when we would do like ab tosses on the BOSU, I would really have to like <laughs> keep my eyes up top to make sure I didn't look below the waist because I didn't want to, I did not want to see anything. Not even a chance. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Mine's similar. Um, I have quite a few, but I'll, I'll just give you this one. I had this client who I wound up having for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Female client. She's uh, like kind of late thirties, maybe nearing forty. Uh, I'll, I'll just put this as a beautiful lady, a couple kids, professional. Um, had never had never done had been very active and done some some pretty um, gnarly stuff from like an uh, from a being active perspective. Done some things to really challenge herself in her life, but she never lifted weights. She never done any of that, and so it was this was then the first couple of weeks of her program. And this isn't an exercise I love doing, but for her, based on some of the things she had going on, I felt like this would be a good place for, for her to be. And that was just a, a simple chest press off of physio ball. So she's bridged out on a physio ball chest and she'd be bridged out, you know, back, you know, basically prone. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, supine and two dumbbells in her hand. And she's just doing a simple basic bench press. You're just doing it on the ball, right? A lot of people have seen that. I don't think it's a valuable exercise to do for a long time, but for her, it was it was good for that that point. Well, I do remember this. She remember she's brand new to this. She never really spent much time in a gym, but she had come from a meeting. I believe it was for the kids in the morning that she had to be sort of dressed up for, and she came in like mid morning, so it was like drop the kids off. I don't know, see the principal, see somebody at the school, hang out, maybe it's parent teacher conference or whatever, hang out, and come in. <laughs> Well, when she came in, she was wearing like this low, like drop cut or V cut t-shirt and it, it, 
I didn't think anything of it. We're just actually, mm-hmm. we're warming up. We're, we're right at the beginning of this program. And so she sits on the ball and goes to roll out on the ball, right? So now she's again, chest up, back down. She's got these dumbbells in her hand and she's handling them fairly well. But I'm standing there just over over top, just to just to keep an eye on her, and make sure if she needs, needs yes, yeah, some spot, uh, you know, a spot or just some some cueing or whatever. She's about two reps into this thing, and her whole boob comes flying out of the shirt. <laughs> oh and God. when I say flying out, it, it wasn't really flying out because what she was wearing was like a non-workout yeah. type of bra underneath there. She was well endowed. It was just kind of loosely fitting because she was lying down and she had this loose T-shirt. So basically the T-shirt, the bra kind of moved all over to one side and the boob, the boob was fully hanging out there. Oh, so I'm standing over the top. So did you- I pause for a second and I'm like, so what do you do here? Everything kind of stops. <laughs> do you stop her and go, um, your shit's hanging out? Or do you just ignore it? And then get her through the thing, right? The, through the next eight reps or whatever the hell it was we were doing. Oh, so you're saying, you're like, do I let her finish this set? This is the priority. Right so how am I going to look? However, whichever yeah, yeah. route I take here, how Neither's am I gonna, good. Neither's good. No, no. So I chose the latter. I just, we're just going to let her go. You let her finish the whole fucking <laughs> so, Oh my so, God. So she's she, there to do work. So she uh, finishes the set, but the whole time she's like, it's rep number three for him. Like, how am I going to explain this when she stands up? And mm-hmm. I know she's going to be embarrassed probably and whatever else. Well, so she, she sits all the way up and, um, by the way, we were in the studio by ourselves. So I think that like we had that going okay, on okay, too. Okay, so okay, I was okay. looking out That's for some context. Like okay. if, if we were in a room full of people, it would have been a different story. This is when we were in a different, our different spot. It was just CC in the building at the time. Uh, this is right after we sort of started Red Dot. But anyway, she, as she rolls up, everything falls back into place. <laughs> so now I have this, <laughs> other, <laughs> this other conversation going on in my head. So do, do I, I say, say anything, anything or no? <laughs> Um, well, did you have another set left? Uh, we had like two or three more. I'm uh, like, we're not doing that. No. So, <laughs> I just don't, I'm just, this isn't really working for us today. It could, could have been the first and the last time I ever did a physio ball, oh, like chest man. press with anybody. Um, but I remember walking away from that. Again, she didn't know. She still doesn't know to this day. Never told her. Um, and, and I haven't seen her in a very long time, but she, I, I never said anything to her. But I remember the embarrassment I'm, uh, in my, in my just gut. Like I was just like, oh my God, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. Not that I'd never seen a boob before Mm -hmm. and not that she probably couldn't have handled it, but just that I hesitated and had to think about it and might've had to explain myself (laughs) at the end of the day. It's not the first time I've seen, um, you know, boobs obviously. And it certainly wasn't, it's not the last time I've ever seen them. (laughs) Uh, I actually, another side story. I, when I was, when I very first started, uh, this was in like my first two years of training. One of the things we did was you took blood pressure with a blood pressure cuff. Mm-hmm. We went through like a full assessment. It was probably a little much at the time, but it worked. And it was, we worked in sort of a, a smaller, uh, sorry, a, a, like a retirement community. It was, okay. it was very, it was very much a retirement community where I, where I was working at the time. And I had this little old lady sitting in the, in the chair. She was at the end of the desk. So if you compare, you know, picture, it just had a basic office desk, She's at the other end of the desk, um, you know, kind of facing me, like on the edge of the desk, not on the other side of the desk, because the desk was pushed up against the wall. So it's just desk and two drawers. Everybody's seen a thing yeah. like that. So we got through this assessment. I said, okay, I'm going to, we're going to do a couple of things. Here's what's about to happen. You know, I just want to get your, you know, your, your, your resting pulse and a blood pressure and things like this. And she's like, okay, no problem. So 
I reach over. So I turn my back to her. I turn and I reach over down into the bottom desk drawer, which is where the BP cuff was. Right. And I reach, reach down and I grab it out. And as I come up, she's already got her shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it took me, it took my breath away while when I was looking at there and I got, I said, Oh man, you, you can leave your shirt on. It's fine. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. When I go to the doctor's office, like this is, you know, I, this is what we do. We get into a gown whenever, whenever I, Dr. Howell. And that's what she felt like. And I, dude, I was like, I got to change my approach on this. Be more, yeah. Go, go going forward. Like the fucking door was closed. Like who knows what that could have turned into. It was really wild. I guess it just comes back to like all the things, all the, and then, so after he asked me this question, I was like, oh my God, all the things that I've seen over the years. And some of those things are like really basic things. Like wear a jog bra, like mm-hmm. wear some athletic underpants, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To, to the gym when you're, when you're working out, like mm-hmm. explain yourself as a coach, like to somebody who's having a very first time experience going back to this little old lady that was sitting in the chair, like about what she's about to go through so that she's aware clear mm-hmm. yeah nobody gets embarrassed and nobody you know whatever going back to your your situation with the with the, the medicine balls you do this stuff enough and it just kind of becomes routine and you're kind of calloused or you know that might not be the right term but you're just kind of numb to it all and you're just going through the motions <clears throat> so i got to thinking about it you know we've been talking a lot on this show about some pretty deep concepts uh to the extent that it might be kind of dry for a lot of the people listening uh but that's kind of where our brains go as we start to think deeper into things, much like an accountant might think about finance or, a, you know, w- whatever. A history teacher might think about history, you know, whatever the, the case is, whatever you're doing out there. And where people get lost in this, like, like <laughs> at what point did it not register that you should probably keep your stuff together, you know, when you go to the, go to the gym, which seems so simple. Like, it just seems like such a simple concept but it gets lost. And so today I just wanted to kind of bring it back, dial it back a little bit and talk about some of the basics that we see people missing just in general when they're, when they're pursuing something, no matter how like dedicated they are. And I want to go back to this client I had on the physio ball. This lady was dedicated. She was committed. Um, she was dealing with some pain. She was dealing with some discomfort in her life. She wanted to make a change. I mentioned she was nearing 40. That was a big thing for her. I want to be a healthier from my 40s from 40 to 50 than I was from 30 to 40 kids, like the whole nine yards. She had all the right things, right? All the right mindset uh, to, to go there. But even with the people with the best intentions, there are some, there's often some, just some very basic things to get overlooked and get, get passed up that prevent people from being successful. And I don't think there's a person at this table and we've just acknowledged it, or, you know, maybe even listening to the podcast, certainly not there out on the gym floor that hasn't, hasn't run into this where they've just missed some very basic things that are preventing them from ultimately getting what they want. I think some of that actually is just not actually really even knowing what you really want mm-hmm. and how we're having a false or be disillusioned about what that actually is. But <clears throat> I'm just curious. I just thought we'd throw it around the table. Like when you think about the basic things, and I think there's a lot of them, but if we can boil it down to boil it down to like five or six of them, what's one of the major things, Ryan, you see people sort of overlooking right from the get-go or just missing when they're, when they're starting on the program. And this could be from the, it doesn't even have to be somebody starting. It could be somebody that's deep into their program. So I don't want to limit it to that. Cause there's people listening here like, dude, I exercise all the time. Like mm-hmm. I pretty much got my shit together. Okay. Well maybe we'll bring some stuff up to where you recognize that. Ah, I need to go recheck in on that. I don't know. 
I mean, I think it's tempering their actual like work volume and making a plan that's actually applicable to them at that current point. So for the person who's not, who hasn't been exercising, maybe they haven't exercised in years or maybe never, but we live in this society where we're so like, all right, putting my head down, starting Monday, I'm going to go, I haven't gone to the gym in four years, but now I'm going to go five days for the next, that's now, that's my, now my existence. And um, on that side of things, like that's just not how it works for most people, whether it's nutrition, whether it's sleep habits, whether it's exercise habits, like we, we need these micro changes of things over time that we can adjust to. So I just see so many people from the get go, they haven't exercised at all. And they come in and they want to start right into five days a week for an hour and a half. And I just think it's really unrealistic for most people initially. Yeah. Why do you think they think like that? It's all or none. I, yeah, I, I think it's just society now. It's, it's, I think that's instant like the gratification. mindset, instant gratification. I'm do more, I'll get there faster. More. Exactly. All those things. Sorry. I think it's just, no, the, I think that's exactly <laughs> like, I think people just want the instant gratification. They ignore something for so long that maybe they're thinking about it. Maybe they're like mulling it over for a while. And then they just decide, boom, next week that they want those results. When a lot people can benefit more from consistency, slow consistency over time. I, I always kind of t- uh, tell clients to like, you have to kind of trick your body into new habits. You have to very sneak it in, almost sneak it in the back door. Like you don't know what's happening. So if you um, go from no exercising to exercising five days a week, your body, your nervous system, your fatigue, your brain, energy, everything. That just, is like shock. Is that it's just going to be shock. Your body's going to be shocked, right? Where if you give it, you know, one or two workouts a week and you do that, that's, that's not, you can handle that. Most people can handle that if it's at their means. You do that for a few weeks. Okay, now your body's gone. You say, okay, now on Tuesdays and Fridays, I go work out. And now it's adapted to that. It's used to that. Okay, now I can maybe add that third day and I can do that consistently for a few weeks or a few months even, or maybe even the first year. And you just do that consistently over time. You don't build up from zero days of exercising to six days of exercising, seven days of exercising. That's just not how it works. I see that. that that's the biggest mistake I see people make all the time. Yeah, it's a, it is a big one. And I think like if some people, and to just acknowledge, like some people need the gym, right? In, in one, more than one way. And it's not just to, to exercise, but it's the thing that keeps them away from something else that distracts them in life or takes away in, in life. Maybe it's the bottle. Maybe it's a negative environment. Maybe it's, um, you know, some negative thoughts, whatever it is. So I hear people say like the gym is therapy. Like I get it. I, I, I hope that people would get past that and get themselves some other type of quote unquote therapy to examine why the gym has to be that way and turn the gym into something else uh, rather than an escape or a compensation. But my point of this in saying is, is, yeah, I think there's part of it too is where people get in and they start feeling really good because it, again, it compensates for something else that they're not feeling good about. And some of that is just that they, they're finally doing something for themselves, uh, which is awesome, right? Like, I don't want to take anything away from that, but they, they, they think like, I have to do this all the time or more frequently, or I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm less than, and, mm-hmm. or when I'm not here, I recognize I don't feel as good about myself. So again, there's this, you know, it's kind of this feeding that, feeding that, that thing. And it's not that you couldn't go to the gym six days a week, go to the gym. If that's the environment you need to be in to, 
to help you through or to feel better about yourself, great. It's just, but I hear what you're saying there. So to not misconstrue this was with, you don't need to beat yourself up and go balls to the wall six days a week. How do you organize yourself? Well, and that's where even with clients, I have this a lot sometimes of, you know, maybe they're going through a big work stress or they have an injury or they have something that's kind of holding them down. And psychologically, when you take away something that they're starting to find value in, like going to the gym, doing maybe it's something they're only doing for themselves. Maybe they're, you know, I can think of my clients who are a mom and that's like their hour away. I tell them like, come in, we'll figure out something. It's not every time you don't need to come in and get your ass kicked and really leave like you're just dead from a hard workout. Maybe we come in, we do some intentional mobility. Maybe I do some isolation. Maybe there's some stuff, you know, we were talking about needing to work on some of the small things. Maybe there's some things that we've been putting off that we need to work on anyways. We'll give the barbell a break or we'll give that a break, but you're keeping the habit, you're keeping the routine and you're keeping that like psychological um, uh, boost that you get from the gym. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder how, well, I know how, I don't wonder as much, but it's interesting the value that people will put into different things, say in the realm of working out. Like if I'm not breathing heavy, then I'm not working hard enough. If I'm not, if I'm not lying there in a pool of my own sweat, writhing around on the floor, uh, you know, or at at the end and can barely move, then I didn't work out hard enough. It wasn't enough today. Uh, so I think it's like how you value those different things. But I think that relates back more to like, what is it that you're actually trying to achieve? Um, and I th- think that's another whole other aspect is that, and I think I mentioned that as one of the things is if I had to kind of throw my, my thing in there is, is they haven't really done a very good job at developing what their goal is, but more specifically why they want to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things, so to your point, like when they come in, if they're just, they're doing something all the time, they feel like they're moving towards their goal, but they haven't really, really well they don't haven't really spent enough time developing the why they're doing the thing that they're doing. Um, they're attaching it to an emotion like it feels good or some really underdeveloped thought or rationale about like, if I do this, then it should equate to this down the line, which I think sets people up for a lot of failure uh, because <clears throat> you're, you're equating working hard again if I'm not working hard enough, I'm failing, right? To success. And those two things don't necessarily match up. Like just because you're working hard doesn't mean you're going to be successful. What are you working hard at? And so I think, you know, if I had to say what, what are the, one of the biggest misses is, is what is it that you're doing more specifically? Why are you doing what you're doing? Because uh, if you just step back every time, like you looked at the workout you were going to do for the day or the workout plan that you had for the week or the food that you put in your mouth and, and the decisions that you make, the behaviors that you engage in and whatnot, if you have that thing to, to, to root back to, man, you would be so much kinder to yourself. You'd make so much better, so many better decisions, more informed decisions. And it might encourage you to go find out what the, what the deeper level thing is that you need to do to ultimately achieve that because it was deep, more deeply rooted in like, why am I doing this? Um, I mean, I just kind of painted a picture about my client who had some very specific goals, but they weren't like, I'm going to run a marathon at 41, right? Okay, cool. Well, that's very specific training for a very specific thing. But then what? How does that fit into the longer term goal of being fitter? And let's, that wasn't the goal. The goal is being more healthy from 40 to 50 than she was from 30 to 40. You know, what, what could she do? Does marathon running equate to that? Like for some people, maybe it fits in somewhere, but people have chosen these 
these things as this is the answer to fulfilling my goal. And I think that's a dangerous proposition. I think they miss the like, hold on, let's peel this back a little bit. Let's just kind of look at this like, what do you really want? What do you really want? I want six pack abs. Is that what you want? Or do you want to feel like sexier in front yeah. of your husband or your wife exactly. or, you know, when you, you take your shirt off? Because those are two different things. They, they may have some similarities and one might be, you know, achieving one of those things might be a product of some other things. But going back to like that, why am I training is really important. Then you can root, like dig a little deeper. We've called this thing the tri- triangle of awareness, which is more like a compass. Like, what is this? What are your goals? Is this an aesthetic goal? Is it a performance goal? Or is it a longevity goal? Or is it a little bit of everything? Because each one of those things will require a different approach. Some can be byproducts of others, but focusing on one of those things can also take away from others. And I think that's where people get frustrated and not knowing which direction to go. When I think as a new coach, something that took a little bit of time for me to learn was not taking what someone is saying to me at face value initially is Mm. like what that really means. Um, Can you explain that? I think there's two parts of this of what they're saying face value. A lot of times, you know, they're coming to a coach because they don't know what that means, right? So a good example is someone saying, I want to be healthier or I want to be fitter. So if I'm a newer coach or if I'm someone trying to guide them, I might pop in my brain what I view as fit, what I view as healthy, what I view as balanced. Like an assumption. An assumption, right? I'm assuming that versus asking them, okay, well, what does healthy mean to you? Like, what does that mean to you? What That you're able to, I'll give an example, go up the flight of stairs without getting winded, that you're mm-hmm. able to have less pain throughout the week. Like, what does that mean to you? And really diving into it. And then I think the other side, they're saying this specific goal that's very um, outcome-based of, I want to be healthier. I want to be fitter. But why do you want that goal? Why is that something that's important to you? Is it something because, yeah, you want more confident in your marriage and you feel like it'll do something that brings a lot of happiness to your life on that side of things? Did you just have uh, someone close to you or a parent pass away from some health concern? And so you want to be healthier to mitigate that? Did you, you know, what are these outcomes based on and what's, and that's going to change how we're going to get there, right? Because if someone is dealing with a lot of mental health issues and they're doing the gym, they're going to, um, you know, finding a coach to try to deal with those mental health issues for them, improving their health, maybe initially needs to change the mindset around the gym for them initially that they view it as something positive, that it's not a punishment, that it's something that's good, mm-hmm. that something's managing their well-being, not something that is to beat themselves down, which might be the view that a lot of people get initially for a long time. So for me as a coach, I know if someone's telling me that, that this is more of like a psychological health, maybe they have anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, all these different things of, okay, now I'm going to program this or I'm going to have a different intention of how we're going to start to attack this. The conversations I'm having with you are going to be different versus this person over here who like, they want to get their ass kicked. They want to get in. That's their health is performance. They have this big goal. Those are very different things. Much different approaches. Much. I think it's a solid lesson for both the exerciser and the coach. Uh, I mean, I know my business didn't, my business could have done so much better as a younger coach if I had understood the things that you just said. And I know exactly, I can put my finger on when I mastered this with regard to understanding it and then also how to navigate through those conversations. A couple, two things happened, two things happened with my business and it wasn't just like I made more money. How I made more money was when I talked to people, I actually spent more time and, and, and then in developing the conversation, the relationship and the conversation, and they stayed with me longer. Why? Because I understood what they needed. They understood what I was able to provide for them. And we were able to achieve that together versus like starting on this basically 
unfirm territory or platform of like, I think I know what you want and you think you know what you want, but neither of us really know. We've not, we haven't communicated that. We're yeah. not on the same page. And we're making decisions yeah. based on this very, very, you know, kind of, again, like frail platform. Mm-hmm. It's weak. It's a weak foundation to, to build anything from. And when things get tough, when things get rocky, you know, or whatever, like obviously coming back to a weak foundation or trying to stabilize on that is not a, or find some direction with a, or, you know, again, like a platform to build something new from or readjust from doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. So when I, when I, when I mastered that, like it, things changed dramatically for me as a, as a coach, also as a person in terms of the, my approach to my own fitness, because in, in health, because a lot of this is like that self-discovery and being in this as long as we've all been in it, particularly, you know, I'll just speak for myself and not for you guys, but that's the thing that, that, that along my journey, and I think a lot of people get into this business because they've been on the journey and they want to share their own journey and help other people's with people with their journeys. That is the the most powerful thing that I think I've gotten from coaching is learning how to get inside somebody's head uh, about what it is that they need and want um, and understand that at a very deep level so that you can help them at a lot of different levels. It's not just about the exercise that you choose for today. It's about managing session to session, week to week, month to month through their journey to help them get to where they want to go. And I don't think a lot of you know, the exercisers that are out there trying to do it on their own or even with the coach may have really spent a lot of time there. So I think you, you nailed it. Yeah, for sure. What about you? I think it's awareness and intent as far as what they're, they're exor- why they're exercising and when they are exercising, what they're doing and why they're doing it. So let's just say, um, you know, when you're going through a, a movement pattern such as a deadlift or a hinge of some sort, not just going through the movement pattern and knowing that you are loaded and that you're holding on to, let's say, these dumbbells Chicken in front of you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've been guilty of it as well. But this happened to me the other day on the floor. I was going through it, same load, same volume, same tempo, but my head wasn't in the game. And when I was like, oh, you know what? I need to stop and really be intent on what I'm doing. Where's my weight distribution? And think about the muscles that I'm wanting to target and and, and hit and how everything just lit up completely differently. differently. So it's one, being aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then the other thing is tracking what you're doing. So are you making progress? Because like I just said, I was going through the movements and I was typical loads, but yet at the same time, like, um, how am I progressing? Am I progressing or am I staying stagnant? In, in what I'm doing? Am I reaching um, the goal that I'm wanting to reach eventually? I mean, am I going through the steps that I need to take to reach the end goal? Right. Which has to be well-defined. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. You just hit on something there with regard to, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'll be quite honest too. I don't know what my goal is right now. Okay. Right now, it's just been, it's been going through, I was on a program and it's time for me to change it up, but it's sitting down to make the time to change it up, reevaluating my goals and where I am and how I'm feeling because I haven't been feeling the best physically as far as like 
being tired, being sore, my head being in the game. So <laughs> I know I can relate to that. I'm sure you can. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of our, our clients can too, uh, uh-huh. right? Sure anybody listening to this, I bet can, I mean, it's, can relate I think to it's, that. It's normal. Well, and, and where your goal, where your headset is, head um, spaces might be very different than it was six months ago. It or, completely is. <laughs> you know, when, and that's where I've learned like to, when the fire's hot, you know, when the, when it's burning, yeah. like that's when I really get focused and get dialed in, which I feel like I'm actually kind of entering a spot right that again. Like I'm back Same. to my nutrition. I'm getting back mm-hmm. in my training. I'm getting more dialed in. I'm trying to think of things as more like working hard, but having a plan with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's sometimes like there's a few months where I just in here just to kind of move and just kind of go through the keep, motions. Go through the motion just because it's hard to have to be full steam all the time. Mm-hmm. It is when we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I can so. tell you since uh, I'd say the beginning of December to up to this week, it's kind of just been like coasting. And it was at the beginning of this week, I'm like, you know what? I'm dialing things in. I'm Mm -hmm. getting back focused. I still need to sit down and reevaluate my goals and my program. But I know at least in my mindset, you know what? I'm starting to make some changes and I'm making changes this week. And I started on Monday. Yeah, it's interesting. So like you just mentioned, like occasionally you'll get the fire, you'll get the blast and you just said like, I haven't been feeling good. I, I have something to say about that, but I, I, I wonder like, what was the catalyst for this? Like for you, I mean, like it, you started with, you were doing the deadlifts, you were recognizing you weren't really connected to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And then you just said, I'm not really sure. I'm to be honest, I'm not really sure what my goal is. So maybe one led to the other. Mm-hmm. Right. And now you're saying like, no, now I've decided what was it that created that moment for you to where you're like, nope, that's it. I am changing my behavior to where I'm not just going to keep going to the, to the gym or getting into my workouts, like kind of without intention and kind of going through the motions and occasionally checking in because I'm maybe more aware than the average cat Mm -hmm. of what exercise I'm doing and how to do it. But no, I need to sit down and and really reevaluate where I am right now and what I'm currently doing so that I can be focused and to your point, like have that fire. What was it? I don't know if there's one specific thing. I know that there's a lot of things right now for me that I, I think are pushing me that way. One, the last four weeks, I've been tired. I've been sore. And I know that what I've been doing in the gym isn't any different than what I've been doing. So I know I did a blood draw not too long ago. So I know there's some hormonal things going on with me Mm -hmm. and I'm not recovering the same. I also know that my nutrition in December and January, I allowed myself to have some beverages that I don't typically (laughs) have. um, And I had a lot more. So maybe if I, I had you know, two or three drinks a week and I might've had zero to one right. before. Right, right, right. So, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty So there's that. Um, and then also just like, <sighs> believe it or not. So I know, I know there's this short out there. I don't have shoulder pain. And you know what? I have a little bit of shoulder discomfort in my right shoulder and that's been bothering me the last three or four weeks. And so uh, I've kind of ignored it. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, like I don't have shoulder pain. So I need to figure out what I'm doing, back off, reevaluate and change up my program. I think I need to change up my program. That's part of it too. Yeah, I think the, so it's interesting you're saying all you're saying this because again, like I have something to say about this, but you know, for people listening, just that's real what, what you're talking about. Like there, everybody goes through this, even coaches and you don't have to have it. You're not going to have it all figured out all the time. And it's normal to not have it figured out all the time and to have to go through these periods of reevaluation. Even when you're maybe in the middle of a program, you have to check in. And so what I would call that is like taking self inventory. And you just mentioned a lot of things like you're just going down the checks. Look, I'm not sleeping as good. 
Like I've been a little uncomfortable. Like I'm tired. That's not cool. Like you said, your, mm-hmm. your shoulder was bothering. You already know from some blood work things that there's some things underlying there. So there's some things that are stacking up and you're going to the gym without really much purpose mm-hmm. outside of getting through the workout for the day and knowing that you need to do it. Um, but these things have sort of stacked up on you and you've taken a step back to, to, to reevaluate and now reapproach it. And sometimes that takes some time too. Have to sit down and go a little bit longer. And I think, again, I think people overlook this stuff. Like I have to have it figured out and then I have to have the solution. And when I choose the solution based on whatever criteria I chose that solution on, then there's this expectation that it's going to work. And when the reality of it is, what does that mean? Like what is working? What isn't working? Because if you just choose it and go blindly into it, like, oh, well, this, I've chosen this. This is what this program says it's going to do. And I'm going to achieve this. And not, and you don't come out the other side with that achievement. Well, I got to put that on you that you didn't check in along the way to see uh, was I doing the things correctly. This leads into another big point that I want to talk about and that, that I think people actually will do this one next. That 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 people the trap that people fall into because of the things that you just said. Talk about the fireman, like and kind of like just this. You know, I've been there. And what's the catalyst for this? Like, wh- wh- where where does it come from, man? Um, you know, kind of like CC was saying, it's a little multifaceted for me. I, it's been a couple of different things. I think there's three big parts that I can think about. I think one, I think I've been put in a little bit more of like a mentorship role as of late and yep. even, you know, being on the podcast more, being, having kind of more eyes on me, um, you know, wanting to kind of live up to and, and, and show what I can demonstrate and live up to those, those standards that I'm setting for others. Um, so whether that's professionally or in my workouts and all this different stuff. Um, so I'm trying to dig into that. Um, <clears throat> I think the other thing right now, it's really, really cool that I'm excited about is my wife is really getting into awesome. a good routine yeah, right sure. now. Yeah, cool. Um, she's getting really on board with some of the nutrition stuff. She's, I mean, it's been a, that can be so helpful. Yeah. And I mean, she was, she may not love me always sharing her stuff, but she was, she was a D one athlete, you know, she was a swimmer her whole life. So navigating like, uh, her health and fitness outside of that. Yeah. Like it's, what does it look like now versus then? Yeah. Exactly. Cause it was always talking about goals. It was always to what's going to improve my time in the water. What's going to improve this. And it was, that was That's her, super simple. Yeah. Super, and she was, yeah. she was, and she's a workhorse with that kind of stuff. So she mm-hmm. was so on it. And so seeing her getting to this point, that's been a little bit of a journey. It's really, really motivating, motivating for me and her workouts and her nutrition and, and even just her learning has been really awesome. And then I think honestly on, on my other end of things is I've been uh, very, very busy professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's um, left me feeling a little bit burnt out on the other side of things, managing whether, that. <laughs> yeah. whether it's like my, uh, my health and, and wellness. Um, but even like, even just shit that I got to do, like personal stuff, yeah, yeah. I don't know, my, my taxes, I got to build some things, <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. that it's just like, that's been piling up a little bit. So I think I finally reached a point where I'm like, okay, I want to be in this place. I love what I do each and every day. I love that I get to be in here and work with clients from morning, you know, before the sun comes up to when the sun goes down. I love that. So that's not going to change. That's something I want to continue to do. I got to still put my head down on the other things and kind of learn to shut out the noise of in my head and everything around me of just like keeping my head down and focusing on those things while I'm still managing that. So yeah, it's easier said than done, but you just nailed so many things. Again, I think it's very, people can really relate to, you know, the, the, all those types of things. And, you know, some of it is just reframing kind of what you're looking at, which is I think kind of what you kind of said there at the end, like, 
you know, it's, this is what I've chosen to do, number one, mm-hmm. but also looking at it is not necessarily what I have to do, but what I get to do. Um, like I get to do this, which is, I mean, it's a privilege to get it, to, to help people with the things that they ask us to help them with. Exactly. Um, and, and I can walk away from, you know, or you can walk away from your session or whatever else, knowing that you actually impacted the quality or the value of somebody's life versus oftentimes, and i there's no disrespect to to our clients or people out there that do different things, but I often walk away and I literally, when I say walk away, I walk at night. That's my thing. People hear me talking about that. <clears throat> it's kind of my time to wind down or check in with, with people, even just with myself on stuff. And I often think through this, this goes into my head, like, what would it be? What's it like to be in a job, like a profession that you've dedicated so much time, energy, finance, um, you've taken away from your family to, to be good at or, or whatever else. What's it like to be in a job where you question what kind of a difference you may or may not be making? That's, that's heavy. Yeah. You know, like, just like, am I, what am I doing? What am I contributing? Like, what is going on? And I think that's a big question here in the Silicon Valley for a lot of people. And maybe a lot of people in a lot of the rest of, of the world, the United States, or where they're struggling with, with, with all the things that are going on, like, what am I doing to make things better? Like, what am I doing to help things get better when it's so easy to just be pissed off, disassociated, you know, get into the memes, exchange the memes, repost the meme, you know, all that, be sarcastic, whatever else. I think, um, and, and the reason I bring that up is the the answer, I think, to to finding some fulfillment in whatever it is that you do is going back to, you know, going back to the workout stuff and taking care of yourself. And you just mentioned it, you got to take care of yourself and you have to reevaluate these things for yourself and, and make different choices um, and find that fire in something that is on you. That is your responsibility. And I, and I, I don't want to downplay, like there are events, there are things that happen that you should be taking a look at as a human or as an individual that some kind of, sometimes can switch on that fire, but if you're not available to it, or if you just brush it off or you're choosing somebody else's event, right. Or thing as the reason you should have fire or you want to have fire. Um, I'll give you an example. Like my, my sort of examples, I just had a birthday and I just turned 49, right. That's a big, big number for me. And Ryan actually asked me this yesterday. He goes, so how does it feel? And I go, you know, the, I haven't put a lot of thought into this since I was actually 39. Uh, I remember nearing 40 going, ugh, like, I'm going to be 40. This is, this feels like, how am I supposed to feel? I think was more of the question that happened. I was also going through some health things in my life. I was kind of coming out the other side and making some discoveries. There was a lot of change going on from a business perspective, financial perspective, you know, kids and all kinds of stuff going on. There's a divorce, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. And, and I guess my, my point of that is, is there's a lot of questions that I had, but what it, what I ended up finding when I got to 40 and spent, you know, and then went through 40, that was my best, like 18 months. You know, I, I remember looking back on, man, this is the best 18 months I've had in my life. And it was just kind of the perspective that I had had shifted a little bit. Now I'm walking into, you know, I'm be 50 in literally less than a year now. Uh, and I'm looking at it going, Jesus, I'm going to be 50. And you would ask me, how do you feel about that? And I go, you know what, man, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. I can do more than, you know, and I have the, the capacity and the ability to do more than a lot of 50-year-olds that I know. I still have the drive to do it. And 
for me, the, the challenge is not is not being 50, right? The me is like, what can I get done between now and 50 and what am I going to do beyond that? Um, and that has refocused my my mindset and also my training training program. I've got, I've been thinking about it. Now I'm actually doing it. And I bring up the birthday and an age thing as a, as a means to like, people often like, oh, it's just a number or blah, blah, blah. Well, that's, that's not entirely true. It can be very transformative if you think through like these, these types of things. So again, the, the topic here is, or the, the, the main point was, is, um, you know, people not have not, not approaching things with a very good plan or a well-developed thought about what it is that they're supposed to be doing or how to do it. Being confused and kind of being in kind of this vacuum of I'm not really sure is very natural. Uh, but if you start to kind of think back and think about like, what do, what do I really want out of my fitness? And you'll find real quick, real quick how, how much easier it is to get onto that path and where to search for the answers to get things like, okay, so what's the right program for me? Well, ask for some help. That's an easy thing to do, right? Or, or, or get yourself into a program or, you know, again, like, is this realistic for me? Well, do a little research or what things should I need to look out for? You know, and again, all the way back to kind of how we were starting, we were joking like, okay, well, what am I going to need to get this done? Like what type of, yeah. <laughs> what type of exercise underwear do I need to, <laughs> to do this? I mean, to make a joke about it, but yeah, again, I think people getting their heads focused around things and using periods and of life and things that are happening and just being in that moment for a minute where you're doing your deadlifts to go, wait a second. Like mm-hmm. I'm just not here right now. Where am I? Again, if there's no why it's going to be really hard to, to, to figure, you know, navigate that to pinpoint where you are, triangulate where you are to get yourself out of it. You know, <clears> you said, if you don't know what your why is or, you know, to, to really be focused in on that. I think you can have a couple whys because I do know what my why is. My ultimate why is, is that I want to be around as long as I can be around and have a good quality of life, uh, to experience my family. And, um, you know, that, that why hasn't changed. There are other smaller whys, I think, which will change how you get there with how I get there or, you know, my journey. But the end why for me is I want to feel good. I don't want to be dependent on anybody. Um, I want to be independent and I want to be around to experience my family for as long as I can and have a good quality of life. It's pretty simple. It's pretty well defined. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to make decisions Mm -hmm. based on that, that premise. Like that is my, my foundation. Again, somebody might be like, I have to get on stage in six months or whatever to compete in this show, or I'm going to enter this mountain bike race or, you know, whatever I'm I'm getting married and, you know, and I want to look my, my best or or whatever else. Cool. What, what, what else though? (laughs) You know, what, what else? I'm not, I'm not discounting your goal and I'm not saying, you know, there's not value in that, but it's usually like when people get to the goal, whatever that is, this is important, I think, when people are examining their whys and what they're trying to achieve. When they get to their goal, oftentimes they're very disillusioned about what life will look like when they actually achieve it. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're they're like, well, I thought my life would change when I just when I lost ten pounds or twenty pounds. Well, it's or like it's like when you're growing up as a kid and you're like, man, that eighteen year old, they got everything figured out. That they got life figured out. It's gonna all be when I'm eighteen. It's gonna be great, you know. And then you just keep seeing. That. Oh, and then it's when I'm twenty one, <laughs> yeah, and right? And then you start to get wise, yeah. right? And then you know, like all of a sudden you're thirty, and then you're thirty nine like I was, and then you're forty nine like I am now, and just looking at it. And so I, I think that's a. <clears throat> 
uh, we we kind of went on about that, but I think that's a, a thing people are struggling with, not just in their fitness and their health and, and fitness, you know, journey and routine. I just think in their life right now. So just encouraging people to kind of peel the onion back a little bit, because when I, when I talk to people right now, I get that, I get a sense that people are just kind of languishing a little bit and they're a little bit lost. There's a lot of distraction, which leads me to the point that I wanted to bring up. I think this is a huge point. This we'll call this number three. And that is basically the overthinking of everything that you're doing, particularly as it relates to your health and in, in your wellness. And your, we, you guys, we, I mean, we've already covered a lot, you know, with regard to the ways that you might come to handling your health and wellness, but the overthinking every single little thing and the distraction. And that goes back to what I was saying before. Like we've gone kind of deep into the weeds on some of our recent podcasts uh, because it's interesting to us um, and it's been interesting to other people that have asked us about it. So we thought we'd talk about it, but some of the stuff we've covered shouldn't fucking matter at all. Like for 75, 90% of people initially, right? Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. And well, shameless plug. I think it was about a year and a half ago. I think I wrote an article for us, a blog post that was entitled paralysis by analysis. Yep, you're right. And so in that we talked a lot about, um, this thought, you know, you need, we've talked about, you need to have a plan, you need to have a goal, but something that you even for you, while you didn't have a goal, while you didn't have a plan, you're still are taking action, right? There's not this inaction of like, okay, I don't know where I'm at. I want to take, you know, put things on the back burner or whatever. I'm just going to stop everything, right? Stop that momentum completely. So you need to have these times when you're setting a goal, when you're setting your intention, mm-hmm. when you're really, and honestly, and it might be a few months, it might be some time where you're really pondering, like, why are you doing this? But that means you, sh- you still need to be taking action. You need to accept that it's not going to be perfect. You accept, you know, for me, I'm a planner. I like my day to go a certain way. And it's taken me a long time to learn, like, that day's not going to go how I, I mean, take this fucking morning right. as an yeah. example. Yep. Did we plan on that starting no, the day off? 100% you, no. You were going to yep. probably work out at 6 a.m. like you usually yep. do. And then you worked out at what, like 10, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to adapt, you know, you didn't let that thing that you, it wasn't perfect affect the, your actions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot of people, as soon as one roadblock gets in the way, oh, I'm just, just throw it all out the window. And they just get into this attitude of, I, I always give the example of like, one slice of pizza is a lot less worse than a whole pizza. Sure. So people get in that mindset of like, okay, I had a slice of pizza. It's all out the window. It's not perfect. I'm over planning this. Now I'm just, I'm going to start my diet on Monday now. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. And so I think people apply that a lot to their training of like, things aren't always going to be perfect. You're not going to feel amazing every day, but you still need to show up. You still need to take action. Yeah. That's that personal responsibility to like, what are you actually getting done? If all you're doing is thinking about all the things that you should be doing or not doing, whatever else. And this is, uh, obviously this is part of the podcast and we talk about all the things that we see people being distracted by or with and try to give some perspective to how to work around those things. And if you do want to get, you know, but uh, Steven uses the term, you know, people spend way too much time, oftentimes trying to major in the minors. Um, We can call those like, you know, getting away from the big rocks that need to be moved or set up strongly for that foundation kind of. Um, But the the overthinking of all these little things that they're hearing about, like, oh, if I just do this, oh, I get, that's why I'm not getting the result. If I just did this thing like this, you know, (laughs) resisted this, this, we talked about resisted stretching, you know, and, you know, building hypertrophy on a couple of podcasts ago, like, oh, if I just do that, that's going to grow my biceps more or my, come on, man. Yeah. Like, 
what's the reality of that? You're overthinking this. Like that is so minor in the, in the bigger picture. Uh, you know, here's another example. And we, we covered this a couple, last couple of episodes, we were sort of talking about where some of this information I think is being driven or the, the hype more, more specifically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it comes from the younger the, the youth. And again, you just heard me say I'm 49 years old. So uh, yes, I guess I qualify as an old guy. It's coming from the youngins. But it's but <laughs> the reality of it is, is a lot of this is being pushed through social media or uh-huh. media just in general. And, and fuck, the kids have that shit figured out. Like they know how to do it. They know how to get it out there. They know how to make it popular. They know how to get the likes, the views, you know, get the algorithm to favor them. And they're doing it in a, in a, in a genre that everybody or it's a massive market for people looking at it. And my point of this is, is like, we're talking about making that connection. You were, you alluded to this and that was like making that mind muscle connection in the Romanian deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the intention that you weren't putting it, putting into it. And then when you, as soon as you made that shift, mm-hmm. like how things changed. And so that's coming from experience, not from somebody telling you, you need to do this. So we hear things like this mind muscle connection, make the mind muscle connection. And so in order to do that, what they've done is then taken that like, oh yeah, I really want to train my lats or whatever. And I mentioned this exercise before in a previous podcast, but I really want to change my lats. So they find this, the most isolated lat exercise they possibly can. We've talked about it. It's that single arm. You might do it half kneeling with a cable. And I think you mentioned earlier, like the- And the, only, the lat only has an active range of like right. 45 degrees. Oh yeah. The, and it's, you know, that's, the, that's important shit, <laughs> yes. right? That's yes. so important. And then it also, the angle has to be, you know, the, the dangle of the angle or the angle of the dangle has to be specific <laughs> or you're, you're not hitting it and don't grip with the pinky, only grip with the first three fingers yeah. and, you know, leave the thumb, thumb free and tuck your chin. And I think people probably didn't like, it sounds fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, and while there may be some truth in that, the reality of it is at the end of the day, going back to overthinking it, is there any fucking tension in that cable or in that muscle? Yeah. Like you are, you have completely missed the point. Have you trained the level? Have you put enough tension in that muscle for consistently enough for long enough to actually elicit any growth? Are you even getting stronger, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, or are you just overthinking all these little tiny, you know, components of really what actually is a very basic concept? Right. There are, there's complexities, right. In, in, in what we're, what we're doing out there on the floor. I'm not going to downplay that. We talk about that all the time. And there's those, there, there's a lot to, there's a lot that goes into the details. I think a lot of the results that people are missing lie in the details, but I'm not talking about the details of like, again, the angle of the cable and you know, how your grip is and where your chin is tucked and whatever else. I'm talking about the very basic details are, are you even putting enough tension there? Are you even training hard enough, right? To, to that, that's a very general statement to actually elicit a response. And so go back to the, the, the paralysis by analysis, the overthinking things, um, they have majored in the minors, which don't really matter. And at the end of the day, they're, because they're doing that and they're not getting a result that they really want or think they should be, and they're distracted by whatever everybody else is, is saying, they move to the next thing, which is the program hopping, mm-hmm. like, which is so popular to do while well, this isn't working. Oh shit, it's not working because you chose that exercise at this point in your journey and you don't know what you're doing. And that mind-muscle connection is only a theory and a concept. You have no clue what you're doing, man. But you've wrapped and put it like, but I can talk about it. And I heard so-and-so talk about it. And he does that on his podcast and his programs and whatever else. 
dude, you are so far in front of yourself right now. It's not even funny. Just go lift some fucking weights, right? And do it consistently and do it long enough to where you can, you know, understand how this stuff ultimately affects, impacts you or doesn't impact you. And when you do that, you'll realize how minor that, how minor those things you've been majoring in actually, actually are. I think that's a huge miss for so many people. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, I can think of this. Oh, man, Nutrition's I another one. Uh, nutrition. I have this conversation mm-hmm. with people all the time. Just, it drives me crazy that, you know, people, <laughs> man, sorry, this is a frustrating one for me because I, I hear so many people, you know, they're concerned with like this one ingredient in their shampoo and they're spending all their energy, <laughs> like managing all this. And I'm like, hey, have you here. exercised in the past six months? <laughs> And you're focusing on that? Like, is that really what you should put your time and energy to? That's the reason I'm not getting my goals. And and, and that and that's there. And they're like, I'm managing my health. Like, and, and I just see that stuff constantly. And so, you know, to, to go to the exercise realm of things, like they're focusing on these things. They're trying to do calculus when they don't even know how to add it to add and subtract yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if you, wh- why are you worrying about that? If you're not even, have you even tried to exercise? Have you even, can you, do you even go, how many steps are you getting in a day? Right. Are you even moving? Like, and, and I just see this stuff constantly. People, and, and honestly. And they want to tell you about it. And too. they want to tell, and they want to ask my opinion about it. And, you know, and I, they want me to have some deep opinion that's going to change, you know, be mind blowing for them. And or, honestly, or validate their or bullshit. Or validate, exactly. And then when I don't agree with their bullshit, they don't, yeah. when I don't sign off on it, there's, there's issues there too. And I, and truthfully, if you're listening to this, I, friends, family of mine, personal people that I love to death, they're asking me, they're worrying about all these things. And it, it, it breaks my heart. It right. is so irritating. Soul crushing. Soul crushing to me. All these things they're focusing on or worrying about or managing. And then there's all these things screaming at them behind them of like, you just need to do these, these basic things, just monitor these basic things. Once you do that for the next two years, then we can talk about if that one ingredient in your shampoo is, is, that is really, is, is really the, the good thing to do or not or whatever. Yeah. And, if you have enough time left over to worry about that, if you, you know, after completing these basic things, then we'll talk about it. But I think you'll probably find pretty quickly that you start to forget about that. And that one ingredient and how you'd make your shampoo buying decision just automatically happens in the background and you don't mm-hmm. think about it. You're exactly. not, you're not, can, this comes back to the personal responsibility mm-hmm. piece and, and taking the personal responsibility to check back in right on the, yeah. on this stuff. And again, what, say it again, but the quit majoring in the minors and don't get, don't get caught down in the rabbit hole whole. That's, I get that those, those conversations, look, we got a podcast and we talk about a lot of the minors a lot because, and and I think I'd like to think that what people get from that is, is that we do our very best to be very, I guess, uh, objective about the fact that, look, this is an, this is an important topic because people are concerned about it, but how it plays into the bigger picture is generally not that, that important. And I don't want to, discount or, or devalue, you know, where people are concerned. That's not what I'm saying, but in the bigger picture, which is why I wanted to bring this back today to like some basic shit, like that's not that important. But if you hear about it, here's why you, uh, we want to tell you why we don't think it's that important. You, you make your own decision, but in the big, big scheme of things, should this be important for you? Hopefully here's some information for you to take away to make that decision for yourself. And that's where the the things get missed and they want to have the, the, the frustrating part, and I heard it and I saw it in you, which is awesome because it pisses me off too, man. You said frustration. It irritates me now. Like I, that's the crotchety old man in me, right? <laughs> the, the crotchety old 49 year old, I guess. And that like, I'm just like, I don't even, I won't have that conversation with you. I'll ask you questions and I'll, I'll 
I'll keep asking the questions to find out what your depth of knowledge is on there so that you're encouraged to not ask that question anymore until you keep, till you dig a little deeper and or listen to yourself out loud a few more times, the question that you're actually, actually answer or asking. And I know that's not a great way to do it, but some people need that because it's just like, you're wasting your time and mine with this. And that's not, again, it's not to discount what people think are, think are important. I'm just trying to make the point. If you just, it's not that important. It isn't in the bigger scheme of things to, to your point. Man, I, uh, it's a couple of weeks ago, I made a post, um, kind of being pretty transparent of like some of my frustrations of, you know, we've had a lot of conversations of, of struggling with empathy. Yep. Um, and, and I think people, I, you know, I had a couple of people reach out to me after I shared that of almost being a little hurt or like being almost a little put off. Really? I frustrate. Yeah. Of, um, Interesting. And I had some other people, you know, trying to point out different things that they disagreed with or whatever, but that's, that's social media. That's actually productive. It's, yeah. It's, and, but, and I think people kind of misconstrued, misconstrued it a little bit on social uh, media. On so, Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's wild. Yeah. Weird. And me struggling with empathy for people, you know, we've been what we've been in this industry, what we said, 50 years of experience, right? We've done thousands of sessions. We've worked with people, uh, hundreds of people. Right. Yeah. Thousands. It, it, thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's something I c- continue to struggle with, but it's not something I, I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's that I care so much that it's so frustrating for me to see people around me, both professionally and personally make these decisions or worry about these things that are really impacting them. You, you know, what you just said, one of your goals is to be here with your family in the long run to be able to experience that, to be able to be independent, to be able to be um, a, a support to your family for a long, with longevity, not something that's a burden, not mm-hmm. something that you're taking away time from right. them. And, and I have empathy. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning to get here because I want to help people, right? I want to, that's my passion. That's why I do this. That's why right. I do this as a career. This career is not easy. This is hard. This is taxing. And so when you're, you need to focus on these things that are the big stones and take action now. So we're kind of with all these things, focusing on these things that are super complex when you really need to be worrying about the basics, the big stones, taking action, not overanalyzing and making decisions that not just benefit you, but benefit the people around you. I think you just summed it up pretty good. I mean, I I think there's, I mean, I hear the frustration in your voice. I also hear empathy in your voice. And I would also say this, like this morning when we walked into the, to, to the, Jim being burglarized yet again. I mean, it was just in November when the fucking van burned down in the back because of, you know, people being irresponsible and there's no accountability to this. Like people are asked like, you know, well, do you have cameras? Yeah, we have cameras, you know, like, well, you know, is there something you can do to make the place more secure? What? So they can just break the window the next time, which they've done before. Like or the doors. Yeah. Again. So you hear me kind of throwing up my hands. And it's not that I don't care about being broken into. Boy, am I pissed. I am pissed. But I've learned how to kind of control that level of empathy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they hear like, oh, well, you know, you have to be compassionate. You know, this person on the street has less fortune. Okay, I have compassion, but it has limits, right? And so I think, you know, people listening to the show, like, yeah, these, you know, that's not me they're talking about. You know, they're talking about, you know, I have friends like that. I have family members like that. And they're just lazy. Man, it isn't, it isn't that. Like there, there could be a component of that, but all of us have a little bit of that in us somewhere at some point in my, in our life. And I'll challenge you with this. Like, you know, there's something 
you could be doing differently in your life that would instantly make it better, but you're choosing not to for whatever reason. Does that mean you're lazy? I'll just leave it at that. The the point of that is, is, uh, you know, stepping back and thinking through, you, you just kind of lined out all the things that we hit today, you know, as being these, these things that are often overlooked. I think a lot of it comes down to a comparison game, mm-hmm. right? And looking at like, what is somebody else doing? And I should be doing that or, or the opposite. Well, so-and-so isn't doing it and I'm better than them. So that's good enough. And so I think it's a slippery slope sometimes of looking at like, I'm not doing enough to also, well, I'm doing more than everybody else, you know, around me or in front of me or whatever. And so seemingly like I'm just doing fine. I think that's, that, 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 that actually squeaks into this whole, you know, what are the most overlooked things is that game of comparison and, and take and looking and I guess looking at it through both lenses or one of the other lens, I guess is the more, the more correct way to put that. And that is, I'm doing good enough. Well, are you? Are you sure? Like, step back. Look at that. I'm not saying analyze to the point of paralysis, but like, are you sure? Are you sure? And Cece mentioned a few things. Like, sometimes you can kind of just get into your routine where you're like, you're not even thinking about it. And then all of a sudden something comes up and you're like, I've been sleeping good. Shoulders have been bothering me. I know I have these underlying conditions, these underlying things going on. I haven't been making that an excuse, but it certainly plays into the bigger picture. I'm not feeling really great right now. And here I am standing in my workout right this moment, and I can make a choice. I can take action. I can either blame all of those other things as the reason that, you know, I'm not feeling great in my workout today, or I can make an immediate decision right now, which is, shit, I need to get connected to this. Let me take a step back, a deep breath, Right. And whatever it is, turn up the music, you know, get hit the smelling salts. I don't know, chaka, <laughs> whatever the hell it is that you're going to do and get back into it for the reason of getting back into it, like reconnecting with it, not for gains, right? Like gains are a gains are a byproduct of connection to whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so again, just in taking it back to basics, I think, you know, if, if we leave, people with anything today. It's just like, Hey, listen, this isn't like a lecture on, you know, like all the things that, you know, you suck at or the people around you seemingly suck at because you think you're better than them or you're doing better than them in some way. These are things over 50 combined years of experience that we've experienced with clients and personally. And on the off chance that we might know what the fuck we're talking about. And if you've made it this long in the, in, into the podcast, I think there may be a chance that you think that we might have something of value to, to bring to the table, have a look at those things, uh, in, in your own life and, you know, and really focus and really dig deep to set the right intention moving forward, which could then answer a lot of questions for you about like, am I on the right program? Why did I jump from the last program to this one? Is it my nutrition that I need to focus on? Is it my exercises? And then all the other things within those, like, well, is it that I need to be eating more protein? Or is it that I need to be doing more mobility work? You know, do I need to be adding a little bit more cardio? Don't answer those questions yet. <laughs> like go back to the, be- go way back, way back, way back to the beginning. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to leave them with today before we, before we sign off? I mean, I think, I think you can take something from kind of each of our stories that we shared a little bit and a lot with CC or mine, what we, you know, we shared of our own personal struggle, struggles or, um, you know, Scott with, with the big, the big birthday of, you know, with comparison, people may appear that they have it all figured out, but obviously you can see we're still struggling with this ourselves, right? We don't let it, 
rule rule us, but we have times when we're struggling with action, when we're struggling with what our goal is, struggling with finding our purpose. But if you just start taking these steps that are attainable for you currently, you'll look back in five, 10, 15 years from now, and you'll be in a completely different headspace, space in your life and space with your health. So I think that's what I'd just like to leave everyone with. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really good, really good spot to leave, leave people with, uh, you know, and, and, and again, the plug comes in always like there are a lot of people out there that are doing really great things in the health and fitness business, uh, that can't help you. So last thing would be is, you know, after you're starting to look into this thing and you're struggling with maybe coming up with answers or you're not really sure and you need to have some blanks filled in for you, fucking reach out for help. You can, there's people everywhere, uh, you know, and if Red Dot Fitness isn't the right place for you and, you know, what, what we're bringing to the table and you need help finding somebody, let us know. I We refer people to other people mm-hmm. all the time. But in, at, at the same time, obviously, we have we have things that we, we feel really strongly about that can be really valuable to people. So you can reach out to, to reach out to us to, uh, us here. There's somebody here. It's going to pick up the phone, right? Uh, if you email us, we're going to email you back. It's not bots. It's not, you know, people on offshore call centers and things like that. It's real humans that help you, including Ryan, myself, and, and Cece, that, that will help you maybe steer you in the right direction to get this shit done so you can handle the basics instead of getting lost in the, again, majoring in the minors. Uh, that's it, I think. Thanks for, thanks for uh, you know, sharing that stuff today, especially the uh, some of those the funny stories from the, from the get-go. I think mm. we should do that more often. I, I have another story I'll tell you off air. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.